Did you know Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dabney started Atari with just five hundred dollars, and by 1982, sales topped two billion dollars. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 144. My name's Gareth Bryan, I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Oh, good evening. I'm very well, thank you. How are you, Gareth? I'm very good. I'm very good. Do you like being on the left? I do, <laughs> I do. And I'm impressed how early you got a reference in, so well done. Yep, good. James is not here because James put in his letter of resignation earlier today. And, um, he hasn't really. He hasn't really. He's not. He's back next week. Um, <laughs> But it's the start of many resonations I'm expected to come, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna budge. Paul! And on my virtual left is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Hello there. But we are both on the left today, are we? <laughs> I think yeah, everyone I'm, is now. Am I sat on Darren's knee? It's so. the place to be. Cool. Yeah. It's really not, is it? Come on. <laughs> let, let's let's be fair. If you, you go on the left, you end up with people like Keir Starmer, and that would be even worse. So You haven't mentioned um, anything about politics, Paul. You've been, well, you've I, I, the names. I, under, I understand that James was sending emails from his personal account. So he that's was, why yeah. He had to not be exactly, there, so. yeah. He'll yeah. be back for, for podcast host, I'm sure, in a couple yeah. of weeks. So watch that space. <laughs> <laughs> oh good grief um, you know I, I was driving home listening to the radio going I cannot believe this is all kicking off on the day that I'm going to talk to Darren on the podcast <laughs> it couldn't be a worse day but anyway okay. <laughs> um, how's your week been Paul? Um, my week has been one of ups and downs shall we say mm. um, as your regular listener will know that um I went for my eye test this week for my diabetic screening thing. Um, and it all went swimmingly. I got these drops in that made everything blurry for five hours. It was really quite a lot of fun. Um, but then just as I was leaving, he was going, oh, there's a few dots here. They weren't there last year. We might have to call you back and uh, and see if everything's all right. That was as I was literally walking out of the door, like the last thing he said to me. I was like, well, that's great. I'll just worry about everything now for two weeks, shall I? <laughs> yeah, bad bedside manner, not great. Um, right. But other than that, um, I have invented a fun new game. And this is a game that anybody who follows Darren on Twitter can uh, join in with. Um, mm-hmm. And the game is you have to find a conservative MP that Darren is not currently trolling. Um <laughs> And so far, I haven't found one, So, but the hunt goes on. So every time a Conservative MP posts something on Twitter, it comes up with, Darren replied, and it's like <laughs> some, sarc- some sarcastic comment or some uh, very mean sort of meme. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a fun game that anybody who follows Darren on Twitter can enjoy. And also, and just- it's worth pointing out, it's a very limited time game because there won't be any left soon. Well, this is it. 
I'm, I'm here to point out the truth, and you say the hunt will go on, and he will for a bit. <laughs> sure, so. Hey, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> on a serious note, Paul, Paul, don't worry about the thing on your eyes. I I had that, and they 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 try to refer you to your GP to get an appointment, and the GP goes, mm-hmm. "Don't worry about it." Cool. So so don't worry, don't get worried. I'm um, not worried. Good, Darren, how's your week been? Um, yeah, not too bad. Um, there's lots happened since I was last on, um, but I also went for an eye test, spookily, um, because Ryan's worn glasses for a few years, and I thought, yeah, I should probably go. Things are getting a bit strained looking at screens, and yeah, I now wear um, glasses, so I quite like them, mm. to be fair. Um, I always said I'd choose glasses over contacts. I don't like the idea of contacts. don't mm. like the idea of forgetting to take them out, falling asleep, Oof, no. Um, so, yeah. Wear glasses, went to a beer festival last Friday, which was good fun. Um, Being out and about to kind of theatre, cinema. So, yeah, done quite a lot. I was off work last week. So back to work this week and back into some sort of routine. Good. What do you see at the cinema? We went to see Halloween Ends. Oh, blimey. (laughs) Um, It was dreadful. It was rubbish. (laughs) The the, the reboot in 2018 was, was really, really good. And um, Halloween Kills, which was out last year, at the time I thought that was dreadful, but this makes that look good. Oh, no. Um, it, it, at least something happened in that one. I won't spoil it, but, yeah, it's an odd choice. If they'd have done it as the first Rebirth film, it might have worked better, but as a grand finale to the to the franchise, I think they got it very wrong. But, um, yeah, it'll probably be on streaming in a few weeks, so don't rush the cinema to see it. Right, yeah. Okay, thank you, Darren. Um I, there's two things, very briefly, I, I went to yesterday, Supermassive, who do all the um, dark pictures anthology, I went to their new offices in Coventry, and we're going to hear, not Coventry, in Guildford, don't worry, in Coventry, um, that was a problem, I went there, there's no one there, and I went to Guildford to the new offices, and I got to play something for a while and have a little interview which we're going to hear about all next week when the embargo gets lifted so that was fun um but also i've been watching i finished the lord of the rings amazon series all uh, nine or eight episodes of that and i was quite i wasn't down in it i was a bit bored in the first four but the last four episodes of it it really picks up and actually it's a really great they do a really good job actually it's a really good series um i would recommend anyone to give it a go if you're a tolkien fan you're definitely gonna love it if you're sort of, uh, it's worth watching. It's really well done. Um, some, and definitely in the second half, it gets a lot better. It could really be done in, I think, four or five episodes. I don't think it needs to be that long. But there you go. But what games have we been Actually, playing Before this week? we move on, oh, yeah, can I on. just check something? Yeah. yeah. Um, when you say you went to Supermassive, um, hmm. did you just turn up or were you invited? Oh, yeah. Just, I just turned up. Yeah, banged to the window. They were very hospitable then, were they? Yeah, they were fine. Uh, when you got there and said, I've just come from Coventry to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they were very nice. They let me in when after, after the police came. Um, <laughs> good. Who should we start with on the games? We've got some big games this week. Um, let's start with uh, Paul. Let's start with you. Got a big one first. <laughs> You've got a big one first, Paul. I say. Um, I do have a big one. Thank you, Gareth. <laughs> um, the game I'm going to talk about is Persona 5 Royal, which has been on PlayStation for a very long time. 
Um, but it's finally coming to Xbox, which has made quite a lot of the PlayStation people sad. Um, but, you know, we don't engage in console wars on this station. Um, so the, the good things about the game are everything. And the bad things about the game are nothing. So there you go. As soon as it launches on Friday on Game Pass, I urge everybody to play it. It is spectacular. It why? Is really, why is it spectacular? Really good. Because I it, never got it, past the first half an hour of it. It's not. My, it's well, not for me. Um, it, it's it's the whole package, really. It's the the presentation is so stylish and so Japanese. Um, you know, that I played it with the original um, Japanese voiceover just because it seemed more authentic. And mm. the voice acting is fantastic. The action is great. It's a brilliant role-playing game. Mm. But it's also the, the contrast between some days you go to school and you do lessons and you go and do a bit of training afterwards with one of your mates. And the next day you'll be going into some kind of imaginary world where somebody has built a castle out of his twisted desires and you have to uh, get to the end of the castle and steal the treasure and oh it's it's honestly mate i loved it i've do never you, played anything like it before it's fantastic do you think i need to go back and give it another go i think i, I did I, the first it, half now I, I did tick the gareth would like this box okay good i will do that then I God. think you should. It's a big old game. How big is it? It's a massive game, isn't it? It's mahoosive. Um, right. But the good thing is the story is so good that you won't care. You'll keep playing it anyway. So, I mean, I've done the review. I've written the review and it's published and live on the site. And I still can't stop playing the game. Yeah. It's just brilliant. My 11-year-old son has decided he watched me play it and then thought he'll give it a try. And now he's completely obsessed with it as well. <laughs> so... It's brilliant. And did you give it five? I did give it five. Oh. Only because I couldn't give it six. Oh, wow. there you go. Good. That's good. I will give it. Darren, have you played it before? I've not, but I would like to. Um, I used to watch quite a bit of anime a few years ago and very much into that scene. So, yeah, um, it's on okay. my list. Brilliant. Good. Um, Darren, what's your first game? So my first game, and I'm allowed to talk about it, and I'm famously diligent in remembering uh, embargoes, is Jackbox Party Pack 9, which is due to be released as you listen to this podcast. So this is um, a long-running series of mini-game compilations. I've talked about it numerous times on the podcast, but for those who don't know, you have one copy of the game, and everyone logs in on their phones, and there's numerous mini-games, whether it's trivia, whether it's drawing or um kind of wordplay and uh, there's loads of loads of different games so this is the ninth compilation they release one pretty much every year um quite quite religiously even through covid so there's five games as i say there's one that's a long running game called fibbage four so that's been in the pack since the very beginning and it's a bit like a call my bluff would i lie to you situation so in that one you will um, get statements, like prompts, they call them, and you have to fill in the gaps and try and convince the other players that your lie is the truth, essentially. Um, and then there's a version of that in this one where it's all about the players themselves, and uh, so statements about them. So it can get quite 
there's lots of in jokes that'll probably come out, gets quite bantery, etc. Excuse me. So that's that's one of my favourites. There's also a new one called Quicksort as well, which is the trivia one, where you essentially have to sort out numerous answers on a timeline. So it might be oldest to newest or longest to shortest, and you get points depending on if you get them right. Um, they're just really, really good fun, all kind of uniquely stylistic. And I sat on a presentation a couple of weeks ago as well and got to see the dev team play them and kind of talk us through them as well before I got my hands on it with um, my bunch of, of mates as well. So I'd really recommend it. I think as as a as a group of games, it's one of the strongest ones I've played in a long time. So if you're looking to get into it, it's not a bad place to start at all. And we're having a few people around for, for Halloween next week and we'll definitely fire it up. It's a good way to get, get your kind of party going. Oh, okay. What did you give it? I gave it four and a half out of five. Wow, really high scoring week. Yeah, really impressive. Brilliant. Um, good. I've got to play this game. I've never played them really. I should do it. I've got no friends. Well, we can. Oh, we can. We can, we'll, we'll, we can we'll play them to be your friend. No. I can. Uh, I can stream my copy. The beauty is these days you can stream it on Twitch and everyone can get involved. So oh, yeah. can go. play it if you ever want to. Yeah, they good, are. They you. are. I've played some of the ones in the past and they are a ridiculous amount of fun when you're playing with friends. They are. Uh, especially <laughs> with a little uh, social lubricant mixed in. Oh, Absolutely, sure. Paul. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, wonder what that was then. Right, good. <laughs> Don't wonder. <laughs> um, thank you, Darren. Now, my, another big hit game is it came out, I've been playing it for the last couple of weeks, is A Plague Tale Requiem. Um, review, my reviews up on the site came up on the on the day it was released. Um, Plague Tale Requiem follows directly on from a Plague Tale Innocence and then you have Amicia and Hugo, their journey and it starts off all very lovely and they go on their little journey we get in France, 14th century France and the the affliction that's um, affecting Hugo which is this basically thing called, I forgot what it's called, it's been a while now a week since I've played. I've played a lot of games since then. Um, basically, that he has this affliction that he gets, and one one person in every generation gets it, where he sort of summons thousands and thousands of rats that come up and destroy everything. That's where the play comes from. It's back, and they're trying to go on this journey to find um, this island place where they can find a cure. And if you played the first game before, it's it's some very familiar things. It's a stealth game at heart. You're kind of like you're you're going around hiding in, in things. You're distracting guards. You're you're taking people out by one by one. And then on top of that, you've got the this idea when the rats come, you've got to find ways to get past all these rats. Um, and one of the things the rats don't like is light, so you have to find ways of controlling light. That might be throwing um, um, sort of like exploding um, flame pots. That can get you a path through, or lighting kind of torches, or having a torch and swinging it across. If you've got a guard that you want to get rid of, and they've got a torch, you can put that torch out, and all the rats will kill the guard, and you can find a way through. Well, it's so it has all those mechanics, but at the same time, it's got new stuff. There's lots of kind of on rail, kind of on rail kind of sections and adventures. There's different puzzles, um, and it's. I loved it. I loved the first one. I always regret that I shouldn't have given that a five, but I found this one just such an, a kind of amazing experience. And one of the big things I found about it, it's it's an Xbox Series X game only. And visually, it's the best game 
on this console so far. Um, it just looks astounding. You've got a photo mode on there, like just take it all the time. Just like lovely sunset, sunrise. It just looks outstanding. The kind of like the draw distances, the the landscapes. It really you you look at it and go, ah, this is what the fuss was about all these years ago when we got these consoles and. Yeah, it's it's kind of an amazing journey, but also the kind of like it's about fifteen hours long, the kind of emotional journey that goes through. The music is just like beautiful film score music, and the way it takes you on this kind of very emotive journey, very different, uh, puts you in a different ending. It's it's kind of an, an amazing experience, and it's on Game Pass, so I'd give it a go. And if you like the first one, you're gonna love this one. You two gonna play? Um, well, what score did you give it first of all? Five. Five. Oh wow! My mm. goodness. So we're, so far this week, we've got fourteen and a half out of fifteen. We have. We've gone mad. It's been a good week for games. That's good. And only a few months ago, we were saying, "Oh, all the games have been pushed back to 2023." And now, mm. look, you know. really good. I'd love to play it. It's again on my list. And the yeah. fact it's on Game Pass, what a, what a gift! Yeah, it's a really good. It's great. It's a really mm. good film. And I think it's done. You know, it's, it, I think the lowest scores have been sort of fours. Mm. Lot fives Not as well, bad, so it's done very well. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah, it's great. Um, I do have I do have a question for cool. you. Obviously, 14th century, you were a young man then. So is mm. it realistic? <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite. I remember it quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. I had to be a bit mean. I like it. I like it. Um, Paul, what's your next one? My next one. Well. I have a choice of two. I can either talk about Ratchet and Clank on the PS4, which I've mm. been playing and absolutely loving. But, you know, we're not a PlayStation podcast at heart. Ooh, we so do PlayStation games. You, you we get, do, you get, do. You're going to have to talk about three games, so you might as well uh, pick one of them. Well, I'll, in that case, then I'll <laughs> say about how we're enjoying Ratchet and Clank. Then. Good. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ratchet and Clank... Is that a remake of the game that was on the PS2 all those years ago? Yes. The one you're, it, you're playing the PS4 the version of. Yeah, I'm you? playing yeah. the PS4 one, not the PS5 one. Yeah. And it's weird because I'm playing it and I'm thinking, I'm sure I've done this before. Mm-hmm. I remember this bit. Um, but then there's other bits that I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I love a platformer i like ratchet and i like clank and i even like captain quark i think he's a bit of an idiot but he's quite funny um so yeah i'm really enjoying playing that probably about 10 years after everybody else has played it but you know we're at the cutting edge of gaming here on the xbox Hub. well the only thing weird about a game is they've got the, the cutscenes from the, the movie aren't they uh, I don't know. I've not seen. Yeah, it so the cutscenes are from the movie. So when it has a cutscene, it's, it's, it's like they've done it really well. They've it is, it is extraordinarily <laughs> yeah. well done. Oh, yeah. So PS5 yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoy playing that. Well, you want to play? Yeah. Uh, no, that'd be I, soon. I, I, I can't afford a PS5. Not yet. You'll be able to get it soon. You know, because they keep Sony keep putting the prices up, so <laughs> it's getting too. further and further out of reach. <laughs> <laughs> Plus seventy dollars for a game. I mean, this is what would happen if Keir Starmer was in charge of the <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, um, yeah. Darren, what's your second game? Uh, so my second game is another well-known franchise, um, The House of the Dead, which was remade. Um, so we've reviewed the original um, a few months back, but this is the Series XS update, um, and it's 
just as good as you remember it. I mean, I don't know about yourselves, but I remember playing this in the arcades years ago, mm -hmm. along with two and three as well. And the, just the whole kind of B-movie setup and the ridiculousness of it, it gets every kind of zombie movie trope right, but at the same time, it's really, really good fun to play. I suppose the only, the only criticism, I gave it four out of five because I think it's a brilliant game and I think it stands up well, but it's just not as fun without the light gun. Mm. And I remember when they made uh, 2 and 3 return for the Wii and with it having motion controls, they released a zapper attachment so you could, for only 15 quid or whatever it was, turn your controller into a light gun. So if they could have made that a reality on the newer consoles and it would have scored a bit higher, but um, unfortunately not, but it's still really good. I mean, it's a little bit pricey because essentially it's four arcade-style stages you can play um, different difficulties, so you can go right up to the arcade difficulty, which is hard as nails, or you can play horde mode, which basically chucks loads more zombies at you, but as a result of that, your score will go up quicker, so you can buy more credits or continues if you run out of your initial 10, I think they give you. Um, but yeah, sometimes a game like that, it's just the only way to scratch the itch. If you've got a spare half an hour to an hour and you want to shoot some zombies, then there's no better way to do it. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed uh, playing that again. How much was it? Uh, ooh, good question. It's around 25, I think, from oh. memory, somewhere around there. So it is quite pricey. I mean, it looks good. I think... The thing, the bits that look the best are the zombies themselves, which is probably the point. Some of the environments look a bit dodgy from certain angles, um, but yeah, the the kind of there's a huge, there's more than I remember, a huge variety of, of monsters and stuff in it, and they they look pretty good to be fair. So it's the it's the best way to play it minus the light gun that you that you can get your hands on. I remember buying PlayStation games and getting the light gun included in that. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time crisis and yeah, the yeah, on 45. Yeah. This is them, it. them with the days. But I think, mm. I think, with I don't know, like, I suppose it's possible. I'm, I'm sure you can get something for PlayStation. Is it Move, the one with the big colored ball on the end mm. of the controller? I'm sure you can get some sort of they're just pieces of plastic, aren't they? That yeah, turn yeah. the motion controls into, into you know, light guns effectively. But yeah. I don't know, maybe Kinect put Microsoft off stuff like that and left it to Nintendo and mm. Sony, I don't know yeah, really. But... It's a shame because, you know, like you say, having a gun and pointing it at the screen and shooting the zombies, that would be awesome. Oh, it would be mm. so much more satisfying uh, physically turning yeah. rather than just flicking a thumbstick, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think they did a good job with it, as well, as good as they could do with, with you know, remote control options instead of the light gun. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm too old for that now, I can't justify it. <laughs> sitting and living with a gun in my hand at my age. Well, you know, sitting in, since you live in London, you know, <laughs> you sit there with a gun in your hand every night, don't you? Oh, you walked into that. I did, I did. Um, putting my, it at people's heads. Wait, that's enough now. Um, the second game is Scorn, um, which came out on Game Pass, I think, on the yes. 18th, maybe. Yeah, so um, I had a whole weekend of Scorn. Um, and... <laughs> Scorn is, I've been talking, I was talking about this with some of the supermassive people. We just say it's kind of a, it's, it's a really, I'm really glad it's on Game Pass. I'm really glad it exists. And I don't know how much I enjoyed it, but I'm, it's, what happens with the game is you just, you wake up, you're this, you're being, you have, there's no, 
narrative and there's no cutscene. That's a lovely thing when you see you've got you see a sort of like emancipated face like asleep in all this goo. And when you press start, its eyes open and then it gets up, rips itself from this kind of like goo, and then it's in then you're playing in first person. And you're in this kind of HR Geiger kind of like biomass mixed with electronics, mechanical kind of stuff, that kind of weird kind of alien um, architecture. You're going, and, and all you need to do is escape. But no, but the thing about it, you don't get any tutorial. You get nothing telling you what to do. You're just there. The only thing that it just tells you to do, if you go up to maybe a little machine or something, a little dot might appear, and then you know you've got a press, you can interact with it. But that's it. And so that lack of kind of hand-holding, I kind of really respect. I really respect that they've done that. Because um, you really, and also there's no cutscenes, no narratives, no text. Don't, you don't know what, why you're in this world, who you are, what's going on. And this world is kind of horrible. Things are, you know, bits of your bodies are... You know, at one point something comes out of your body that turns into a gun. So you've got sort of an intestine gun. There's a creature with hand coming out of your body. It's, it's gory, it's uncomfortable, it's messy, it's grim. But there's something very kind of fascinating about this world as well. And the design and the understanding of it is amazing. Um, the two things that are the big thing are there's puzzles. And the puzzles are very much in the line of, I would say, did you both play The Witness? No. no, no, no. So it has those type of puzzles. Really, it feels like it's that, that has a very kind of familiar feel to it. So some of the puzzles, because you have no idea what to do, first of all, you kind of have to just work it out. You go, oh, okay, I need to. Oh yeah, I need to put these dots together. Maybe there's some puzzles you're just looking at, going, what is this? And sometimes when you go wrong, you can't reset it. So sometimes I was loading up saves again, which is fine because it's easy because it's pretty much save system's good. Um, and then, so some of them are fine and then some of them are a bit too obtuse, some of them are a bit too, like, especially later on, it's like, oh, God, another puzzle, um, which you're just trying to work out. And then you've got every now and towards the sort of, like, third act of it, you start to get these things, little sort of creatures start to attack you, lobbing bits of acid at you, the first lot. And you, you can create a sort of gun that comes out of you, like I said, with this sort of like mechanical thing, but the combat's not very good. And but I think that's the point as well. I think that's the point that he's trying to do. But it's I could have done without the combat at one bit. It's just it's just not great. It just doesn't fit in the game. It, it feels clumsy. It doesn't kind of like add anything to me. Um, it's more about kind of exploration and the puzzles. Um, so again, I I'm really glad it's there. I'm really glad it exists. I think everyone should give it a go, especially if it's free on Game Pass. But I don't know how much I enjoyed it. I'm still not sure, but it's made me think about it a lot. And I gave it a three and a half. And that's mm. mostly to do with mm. the visual design, sound design, and, and it existing. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. give it a go. I'm, I'm not sure about this one. I've read sort of, obviously I've read your review, Gareth, and it oh, was yeah. very well written as yeah. usual. Um, but... You know, I've read other opinions that just say, well, you know, it, it's not that good. Um, it, it's, it's almost like it doesn't know what it wants to be. You know, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I've read, certainly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds as to whether to play it or not. So, 
I don't yeah. know. What, what do you think? Do, is it is it for me, Gareth? I think you'll know <laughs> in the first half an hour. I think you should give it a go, definitely. Especially if it's on the Game Pass. I think you should do a half an hour of it, and then you'll go, actually, I can't. I can't really do with this. It yeah. isn't what we thought it was. I think everyone no, thought it, it was going to be a first-person... I thought person... it was going to be, yeah, exactly, a first-person yeah. shooter, I thought. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, when you look at, at it, and... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And there's no aliens in it, no? <laughs> well, everything's the, kind of alien, isn't it? You are no, alien. Is there a oh, there's no aliens, no. no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I saw what you were doing. <laughs> hey, if do you, I've, I've got a question, well, a couple of questions. I've heard it's quite short in terms of, like, length. Is that true? Well, it's about eight hours or so. Oh, I it's mean, not too yeah, bad. I mean, it depends how long you spend on these puzzles, but and you yeah. would, could spend long on them. So, yeah, it's not too bad, yeah. Seven yeah. or eight, maybe, yeah. And um, when you were talking about the combat, I, I think it's, is it amnesia where you, there's no combat pretty much? You kind of have to avoid horrible creatures and stuff that's talked through the levels do you feel like it would have worked better with that kind yeah, of absolutely. type of setup? I mean you do, at, at, when you first so you don't really account the creatures to, to, to about act three and there's five acts and then right. when you do it you, you the first time you see you just sort of end up running away because you haven't got a gun at that point yeah, but then when you've got a gun, it's like, oh god, I've got there's only no way around this. I've got a shooting. You can escape, but, you know. It's like, oh, god. but then it's a you've a very limited bullet. It's, it's and it later mm. on it gets really annoying, and that's mm. my main issue with it actually. It's a kind of All right, got you. But the world is amazing. Yeah, give it a go. Give it a try. You've got to give it a go. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm a sucker for a game that's intriguing and isn't yeah. quite obvious what it is, and it's on Game Pass, isn't it? Yeah, so exactly. There's no yeah. excuse really. Yeah. Um, good, let's do one more game each. We've got a bit of time. Yeah, we've got about half an hour in. Um, let's do, um, what's your last game, Darren? Uh, so my last game was a game called Moon Scars, which is kind of a similar tone, really, to what you were you were talking about. Not quite as gruesome. Um, but it's a Metroidvania kind of platform exploration dungeon game, which normally when I see the word Metroidvania or roguelite or roguelite, strikes fear into my heart about what I'm gonna come up against um but I I I enjoyed it I think it's punishingly difficult at first um so essentially you have um a sword and there's a bit of hack and slash combat with various horrible creatures that kind of roam roam the dungeons um but you also can practice what they call witchery, which is which is magic essentially, and you um, you can explore and find what they call bone powder, and you can earn it by defeating the monsters, which you can then use to learn new skills in a kind of skills tree type cell, uh, and you can also um, then kind of tailor. You get the choice of two active spells. You can tailor it depending on the situation. So. In that respect, it opens it up because there's quite a lot of combinations depending on the enemies that you're fighting. You can also collect runes, which will give you certain buffs, so it might let you dodge twice in quick succession rather than having to wait until it recharges and dodge again. Or it might make you more, um, well, less vulnerable to damage, so you can survive battles uh, and get away. Because fighting every battle isn't isn't really advised because you'll you'll die a lot. But then the thing is, is that when you die, your all of your resources and your kind of grave, if you like, are marked on your map. And if you get back to them before dying again, you can recover everything. And the idea being that you learn through dying, so you learn how to defeat the enemies. The bosses are really difficult 
you got to kind of study their moves. They've got a big health bar right across the top of the screen. It's that type of thing. But once you discover how to use the runes to your advantage, you start to figure out how to take some of the pain out of the combat. And it starts to become quite enjoyable. At first, I was getting quite frustrated because I thought, how on earth am I going to get past these, you know, these creatures that seemingly are impossible to take down? But when it clicks, it works quite well. And I found myself kind of sitting for two or three hours at a time and playing it where normally those type of games I kind of get bored of either dying or not being able to progress and I give up after an hour and have to go back to it. So if you're kind of even semi interested in those type of games, I think this is one of the better examples that I've come across. And it's um I think it's developed by Humble Games, which are normally pretty good anyway. So yeah, I ended up enjoying it in the end. I think I gave it three and a half out of five. So it's not without its issues, but worth sticking with if you're in that type of thing. All right, good, yeah. Sounds like hell. <laughs> that's what I thought at first yeah but yeah it depends depends on what you yeah saying. no exactly they're very mm. popular those games good thank you Darren Paul what's your last one hello um, let's have a think I am desperately checking to see if um, I could talk about this and whether it's under embargo <laughs> or not oh don't talk about it if it's under embargo I, yeah I, don't do it I Paul. don't want to step on let's Darren's toes because obviously that's his <laughs> that's his trick um <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Let's take a risk. No, let's talk about I'm, it. I'm, let's talk about it. I'm pretty sure it'll be oh all right. I mean, nobody listens to this anyway, so it'll be all right. Um, <laughs> it's the latest in a long line of retro-styled JRPGs from Kemco that goes by the name of Dragon Prana. And no, I have no idea what the Prana is referring to. Um, and basically, it's a RPG, story-based, turn-based RPG, very, very retro-style graphics. So you're talking sort of Final Fantasy VI sort of era, you know, super, not even Super Nintendo um, previous to that, so sort of 8-bit graphics. Um, and it's okay. Um, the story's good. The combat's okay. It's far too long for its own good. Um, I've been playing this now for 15, 16 hours, and it just feels like it's it's the story's padded too much. Um, you know, there's a lot of go here. Oh, well, now you're here, you need to go over there, so let's go over there. Oh, now you're here, you need to go there. So, yeah, it's it's okay. The story's keeping me playing, but it could do with trimming if right. you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's it's the typical Kemco kind of thing. You get three companions. They start off not getting on. They get to the end of the game. Everybody's loving each other and uh, everything's happy. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, Kemco Good. in a nutshell. <laughs> it's it's got achievements for uh, there are many achievements, Darren, um, oh. but quite hard ones. Oh. You know, you have to beat a certain number of enemies and take oh, a certain yeah. number of steps and this, right. that, and the other. So, right. but yeah, I mean, it's 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 okay. It's very much some Kemco. Um, it's been released already, Paul. So you're okay. Hurrah! Yeah. Hey, so you, no editing for Gareth today. Highly trained professional, mate. <laughs> I know my embargo. <laughs> Um, good. Um, last game, very quickly. Medieval Dynasty is 
a game I've been playing. It's on, on the Game Pass as well. And it's basically a survival sim game. You're basically put into medieval times. Uh, you're a person who's come back from the war. Your family's dead. <laughs> you arrive at the village. You go, ah. And so you decide to set up shop, build a house outside a village, and uh, build a life there. And you do lots of crafting, getting wood, feeding yourself, drinking, eating. You build your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can decorate your house. You go on little quests. Uh, you pay taxes eventually. You can hire people to do all these jobs for you. Go hunting, all this stuff. You can get a wife. Um, you get married, have kids, let them do all the work. It's a huge, you know, if you get into it, it's. 400 hours long worth of stuff to do you know as people do in these games it's a very good sim game oh, no. it does its it does its job um does it very well if you're feeling you want to just have a go you can turn all the settings off like you need to you don't have to pay taxes or worry about food or drink and just go through it um it's a series x upgraded game but you know it looks still like a bit like skyrim at times you know especially the character models but you know it, it doesn't look I mean, it, it's not it doesn't look like a plague tale. <laughs> it looks fine. It looks good, but it's not. It's it does the job. But yeah, if you fancy a kind of sim game, it's free. Give it a go. It's on the on the Game Pass Medieval Dynasty. Have you got, have you got any questions, you two? Before we move on, um, th- this sounds like it's absolutely dreadful. So I'm going to assume that it's not one, not one for me. Definitely not one for you. I think that's the problem. If you're not into there, you want to give someone a go. I don't know if this is the one to start with because the menus are quite fiddly as well. There's a lot going on. Yeah, it's not your um, not my cup of tea. Not your starter. I think no. if you want to start with a sim game, do City Skylines. I think that's the best one to start with. Um, or alternatively, you could play a game with a bit of action in and go and play <laughs> Persona Five Royal. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's my top tip for you, listeners. Ignore yeah. Gary's ramblings and play Persona 5. <laughs> I don't know why I'm reviewing all the money sim games. I don't know why I'm stuck with all the sim games. Um, I, do, I do find it amusing oh, that you reviewed God. Scorn. That, you know, it's basically a game where you wander about and do things. And that's your favourite genre, isn't I know, it? it? Walking is, yeah. simulator. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, good. Let's do some news. Got a bit of news, not much. Um, let's talk about the... Um, the Silent Hill showcase. I think it's out tomorrow, um, and already it's been leaked. Yeah, <laughs> so, a, yeah. Um, oh it looks like from the leaks they're doing a Silent Hill two remake. Mm. Um, Another one. Yeah, is there? An, oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but they I did it for the three sixty, didn't they? But this was that a, was that every day? Uh, well, HD remake, whatever. Let's remaster. call that a remaster. Yeah. Well, in the, in the common yeah. in Gareth's favourite subjective. All I, remember, yeah. games. <laughs> All I remember is Gareth saying, never go back. What's <laughs> 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 advice for people in Silent Hill University, fair? Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Never go back to yeah. Silent Hill. Good grief. Uh, the rest of the stuff is a bit sketchy. I mean, we just there's a, looks like there's a film project there, or maybe it's a series. And then there's possibly there's two things in there. One of them hints that people are saying of a new game in the yeah. Silent Hill franchise, but we don't know that yet at all. Because so. mm, wasn't um, Hideo Kojima linked with it, but now they think it's just Death Stranding 2 he's working on. Cause mm. he, uh, cause, and there's that unannounced Xbox game, which we got 
and yeah. nothing about apart from it existed, didn't we? So yeah, I have no idea what that's going to be. The Silent Hill. I mean, would you? Are you excited about anything? I can't remember Silent Hill at all now. I mean, we exactly talked about the last week on a quiz. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was a massive fan of Silent Hill right up until whichever the one came after the room. I didn't like oh, the that room. One. Yeah, the room. The room. Was, the room was all right, <laughs> yeah. but. Silent Hill 2, for me, was the pinnacle of it. It was so, so good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like the cliche. You know, right at the very... Well, you probably don't remember. But at the very start of the game, you watch the cutscene and you're looking at James looking at himself in the mirror. And the game had started and I hadn't realised. I was just stood there going, I wonder what's going to happen. And I tried <laughs> to do And he walked away. I was like, oh, flip your neck. So, <laughs> yeah, that was... I, I really, really like Silent Hill 2. So if they're going to do it properly with proper new graphics, new gameplay, everything else, I'll be all on board with that. Good. Um, I will go back. But there might be, I mean, a new game would be good because it would be, uh, it's going to be PlayStation, isn't it, only? I think probably, isn't it? Is it don't, I would well, guess, guess so, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, they can't possibly do that. Sony don't like people uh, buying studios and having exclusives. <laughs> they wouldn't. They surely wouldn't do the same to somebody else. <laughs> well, I, uh, I just uh, to roll back a bit. I my last Silent Hill game I played was they remade the first one for the Wii, and they re- they gave it the tagline Shattered Memories, and that was a brilliant remake. It was mm. so exciting at the time because you could use the we remote direct your torch as well. It was genuinely terrifying. Um, but if there's a film, it has to have Sean Bean in it, or I'm not interested. Ah, there you go. There mm. we go. I did enjoy the first Silent Hill film. It was all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was quite good. So um, certainly better than like uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon. <laughs> did you ever see that one? Or the Dead or Alive no. movie? Oh my oh, god. No. Street Fighter, what, I saw Street Fighter. Street Fighter was dreadful as well. <laughs> we could have a whole podcast about easy movie tie-in. <laughs> what about Super Mario Brothers, the first oh, one? Don't. I've oh, don't. I've got a feeling we've done this. On one okay. of the maybe <laughs> the early done. ones. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was on a mm. quiz. Maybe yeah. it was a dream. Maybe it was all a dream, yeah. Maybe um, dream. Good, yeah, so we don't know. We're going to hear about it this week, so we'll probably talk about it a bit more next week if we see some actual stuff mm-hmm. from that. Um, another kind of release here with the the next Sims game. Sims 5, what is this thing? It's, is, it, is it Sims 5? What is it? Is it a thing? I don't know what it is. Who's, who knows anything about this? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's I, don't, I don't really, I don't really know what to say. Like, if it is the Sims 5... I don't see why they don't just come out and say it. But they're talking about next generation platforms and reimagining The Sims as you know it with new ways to play. So there's lots of big promises, but I don't actually know what it means yet. Right. Mm. And, I, and I don't care. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played a Sim games I like the Sims in years. Back in the day, oh, a PC that I... could only run basic no. games like The Sims. Yeah. No, no, no. Sims, the Sims 4 no. apparently is free to play now. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's got free to play, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, as, as I said with another game that was free to play, the only way that I would play it is if they actually turned it into a we will pay you to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Um, 
And then there was and the other bit is just quite interesting. I think some who's put this on about this is about actors with payrolls. Oh, there's this yeah. properly kicked off there, aren't they? Tell us, oh, Paul, yeah. tell us what's happened. So, I mean, I'm interested to get your take on this, Gareth. Mm. Obviously, being in that industry, um, you know, what what do you think about this? About this this nice young lady who does the voice for Bayonetta. And she was offered what four thousand. She was to... apparently. Well, she says she was offered four thousand dollars flat rate to do the whole of the game. Yeah. Platinum have come back and said we offered four thousand a session, and there was going to be a minimum of five sessions. So, with my sort of advanced math, that's twenty thousand dollars, which to me is a pretty good payday. So obviously, it's a bit of a he said she said at the minute, but. You know, I'm just wondering, I mean, if you do the voice for a game, say, do you get residuals like you would for a TV series or anything like that, do you know? No, you don't. Not from my knowledge at all. You'll get, uh, you'll get what is called a buyout, which is what they said, a buyout, which is the, the yeah. money. You'll get a fee. Um, I don't think they go, I don't think hardly anyone does residuals anymore, really, because they've it's mostly buyouts now. Not in the yeah. old days, people could do stuff and live off their residuals forever. Like yeah. if people did an advert back in sort of the eighties or nineties, you could earn eighty to hundred thousand pounds on an advert just on repeats. So wow, they've got rid of that. Now it doesn't happen anymore. That stuff. So you'll get a fee. And I remember this was really interesting. I remember my agent saying to me in two thousand, and not that long ago, maybe eight, said to me, "I've got one of my clients who's got a." part in a I can hear a hoover again what's that Darren it's your are you outside have you gone outside again uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not no good um, it's um, yeah I remember them saying this is the fee what do you think is it what is this because they didn't really know what games were even in 2008 didn't know how important they were and I said well it sounds a bit low and I think mm. it might have been a rockstar game that they hadn't it never got released um but I remember Rockstar when they released GTA 4, the main actor who voiced uh, Nico, is it? In GTA 4, mm-hmm. I think it is. It? Yeah. He, he, I remember him coming out and going, I only got paid this. And this game has made this amount of money. So I think they're offering more money now to do mm-hmm. this kind of work. But, and also the actors are much more, and agents are much more going, oh, hold on, this makes a billion pounds. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I want this. Well, that's um, it, isn't it? It's like, you know, the the video game industry is worth more than the film industry, mm, isn't it? Mm. So there is a debate to be had around, you know, it's like so many inequalities, whether it's men's football players versus women's football players. Or, or I think what is sad, though, is that it inevitably generated into abuse being hurled around social media. And I think it's blown up a little bit, whereas I think... Go back to what you said, Gareth, around, you know, in 2008, I didn't realise what a big deal it was. Since gaming has kind of really gone mainstream over the last decade or so, and the community's ballooned, it just feels like there's an inevitability that no one can agree on anything, mm. because it doesn't feel like this kind of slightly geeky subculture as it once was. Everyone's involved, you know, whether it's mobile games casually or whether it's... Mm. You know, certain franchises that pull people in or, or, or diehard gamers like us, you know, there's, there's just so many different opinions and diversity, which should be a good thing, but it often leads to to kickoffs as well. So yeah. I was sad to see 
there was no actual debate. There needs to be a proper debate about it because this lady's clearly unhappy with how she's been treated. There's disparities in what both sides are saying, but I don't know if we've learned anything from the whole saga being played out on Twitter. I mean, there's a very different thing as well from her doing Bayonetta as well, is she's doing the voiceover. And like I said, it's only five sessions maybe because it's it's not motion capture. Yeah. Mo- most games now will be doing motion capture as well. So I've got a friend of mine who's a brilliant actor who's done Rise, who's done Assassin's Creed, uh, Origins 1. So he's been in a few other ones. And he, when he was booked for that, he was... You know, like doing a theatre job, he was booked. He was booked over like three months. He was in the studio doing motion capture work, and so they would have been paid really well for that because it would have been like a, a weekly fee, you know, or mm. session fee. Mm. So it's 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 very different to doing like in the older times of games. You you're, you're going to do voiceover work, maybe, and that yeah. might be, that might only take you one session, you know, and you can do quite a lot of the work. So, but if she's getting paid. Four thousand pounds a session—that's pretty good, I think. Mm. I think it's worth, um, worth getting out of bed for it. But I don't think they're ever going to do residuals. I've got a feeling that's never. Maybe some will. I mean, look at something like the Rockstar, the you know the Red Dead Two. I think those actors mm-hmm. worked on that game for four years, on and off. You know, so it's like, you know, and I, don't, I think they did all right. I think it's yeah. a big thing now. I think people are getting. We'd well, like well. to think so. Yeah. Um, um, the other, the other, yeah. the other point to this is that obviously this woman's been Bayonetta from the first game. So everybody knows the voice of Bayonetta, and now it's going to be somebody else. Do you mm-hmm. think that will have a, an impact on the actual game? Because to me, Bayonetta's voice is, is unmistakable. So if there's now somebody else trying to do the same kind of voice, then, you know, it's going to... Um, that's it, a good it, point. It'll, it'll make but... things different, won't it? And not necessarily worse... But yeah. It, yeah, it'll definitely give it a different feel. Like, I remember when David Hayter stopped voicing Solid Snake, for example, or yeah. um, I can't remember his name now, who was voicing Sam Fisher originally in the early Splinter Cells. It definitely changes the feeling of the game. Mm. Um, fundamentally, I don't think it's going to make or break it, but yeah, it definitely changes the feel of it. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Peter, Peter Dinklage wasn't Ghost anymore in Destiny, and it went to... Uh, Northern North. It was. It's a completely different oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's Peter Dinklage's ghost was hilarious because he was so cheesy. <laughs> it was unreal. Mm. That wizard came from the moon. <laughs> 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 I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Good. No, any interesting chat. I like that. Um, right, gentlemen. What are we uh, uh, looking? Hang on. Oh, hang on. What? Hang on. I can't believe you're going to skip over the thing I put on there. What have you put on there? Uh, put on there about now this is brilliant if you are having a bad day at work what you want to do is go and look at this fella in japan who's in charge of well, he's not in charge he works on preserving um the national heritage of japan you know all of their ancient buildings and everything else and uh, as he left work the other day he reversed his car straight through the front door of the oldest toilet in Japan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So if you're having a bad day, it could be worse. You could be driving your car into something that you're there to look after. Um, I just thought this was such an interesting story. And the picture of it, there's this ancient 15th century 
monastery toilet with a little Japanese car right in the middle of it. <laughs> oh, no. I feel so, sorry for I, I felt, I, it, it put a perspective on my day, let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> Good, Paul. Look Excellent. that up. Look yeah. that one up, yeah. Just no. just Google Japan's oldest toilet and you'll find the story. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, brilliant. Well, guys, what are we looking forward to next week? Uh, Paul, what are you looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to going fishing at the weekend. It seems to have been a while since I've been. Um, so we're going to do that in, in real world instead of in virtual world. Um, and then other than that, I've got a trip to Norwich coming up. So that'll be Ooh. exciting. Mm, I'll get nice. out there into the into the woolly wilds. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Good. So pretty Good. much my week in a nutshell. Uh, Darren, what about you? Uh, one thing we didn't have time to mention is there's a Resident Evil 4 remake showcase happening. So hopefully, as I was saying a few weeks ago, I was a bit worried about it. Hopefully my feels will be allayed. Um, but I'm not looking forward to going to the dentist to have a cracked filling repaired on mm. Friday. So wish me luck. Oh, well, not luck. my favourite thing to do on a Friday, but yeah. it needs doing. Yeah. It'd be fine. I'm going to the dentist next Wednesday to fill the podcast, so that should be good. Um, <laughs> well, that'd be great. I can't yeah, wait for that. Yeah. Oh, Lord, yeah. I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. I haven't thought that through. Oh, um, virtual. Uh, <laughs> Can you do a quiz? Uh, a oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully next week. But we'll be chatting about maybe some Superman stuff, but also Gotham Knights. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I can talk about that next well, week. Well, that, that makes one of you. <laughs> I can chat about it next week as I'm reviewing it. Um, right. Let's, um, let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> um, no, Paul. Things to do. Off we go. See you later, listeners. Bye. Paul, if you want to get hold of you, where do we, where do we get hold of you, Paul? Um, if you want to get hold of me, I am on the Twitter, and it's at Xbox Hub Paul is my handle. And Darren, where can we get hold of you? My handle on Twitter is at 27 Darren. If you look really closely, you'll see some gaming-related tweets on there as well. <laughs> that's, a, that's a complete lie. It's all politics. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter and Twitter. GB Briley. But for now, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.